20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to the Pack a Day Podcast. Joined once again by Trevor Jossert and Steve Perhatch of Josh Circle. Uh, guys, I happen to notice that neither one of you has been fired yet. So, uh, congratulations on that, I guess. I mean, we're all, I'm all over Twitter talking about the Packers. I'm just waiting for them to, you know, take my rights away and, you know, Winston Moss me and be like, yeah, you're done. Where were you guys and how did you celebrate when you heard the news? Well, I was in the garage because, you know, I've got the projector going and I watch all the games in here, uh, Sunday ticket and everything. And I just... I just remember being stunned. Like it was like, uh, like a relative dying. It wasn't like, it was somewhere between like your father's got cancer and we just landed on the moon. It's like, I don't remember exactly where it was when it happened, but I do remember just being absolutely floored because I thought we were at least a month away. I thought he would finish out the season. And, uh, obviously, uh, Mark Murphy felt differently. Yeah, I mean, we we kind of talked about this. This we talked about how it wouldn't happen like this because this isn't the way the Packers do oh, yeah. it. But I mean, we 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 had that whole conversation. I mean, none of us thought this would happen. But I was uh, I actually sat down, had dinner with a family, and we have a no rule, no phone at the dinner table rule. Good rule. So yeah, it's a good rule to have. I think it's smart for you know the, the kids growing up. But yes, so Agreed. I was about forty five minutes late to it. All of a sudden, I, I opened my phone after dinner and it's. I see a tweet from somebody saying, I go out and snowblow for 15 minutes and this happens? I'm like, wait, what happened? <laughs> and then Wasn't I said, that Andy Herman oh, that tweeted that? Was, that? That was Andy, yeah. And so I uh, I just awesome. start scrolling and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my, oh my God, they did it. They mm-hmm. really did it. So I mean, to the I Cardinals was, at home was the last straw. I was I shocked. Any longer. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's, you know, everybody's going to to bitch and moan like oh you needed to do mike mccarthy better it's it's disrespectful like you know what that's garbage i'm sorry this team has lot had lost its voice with mike mccarthy and you yes. don't need to just let the next four games happen because he has a contract I, that's just crap the team the voice was no longer there and i'm okay with just moving on it doesn't have to be done the way it's been done for Ever in the NFL, you don't have to let his contract run out. This isn't right. how you treat a 13 year, year pro who's got one year Super Bowl. Well, I'm sorry, he should have been doing a better job as a coach. It's it's euthanasia. So it's, it's, it's a mercy it's killing. Yes. He's gonna, he gets to, to go start his everybody. holiday shopping early. So <laughs> we're doing do, they're doing him a favor. It's cold in Green Bay. You can go to Mexico for a couple of weeks. Ooh, it's fine. That sounds good. It's not like I, it's not like McCarthy isn't going to get looked at for another job too. He'll probably be back in the NFL next year. At least that's my opinion. I agree. So I, I don't know. Like I don't. I I'm with you, Steve. I don't get this whole. We have to do it by the book. We have to do it because out of respect. I mean, wasn't it? I feel like it was respectful, quote unquote, enough bringing him back another season after last year. Right. Um, giving him one more chance to turn it around. Obviously, he had a lot of injuries last year and. He had Rodgers back this year, and he couldn't get it done. And you could just tell he was losing it with the team. And he was more coaching to save his job than he was to win, in my opinion. Yeah, and the decision had been made at that point. You know, he finally did let go of Dom Capers. The defense did not get any better. And then the offense started to collapse. And instead of talking about how Mike McCarthy should be fired, we could talk about all this other fun stuff, like what does the team do going forward? What candidates are we going to look at? 
Uh, we'll get to all that in a second, but uh, the hits are still coming out of Green Bay. Winston Moss, the linebacker, is an assistant head coach, also fired probably, Steve, because of uh, some fantastic tweets he fired off uh, on Tuesday morning. And I will quote from at uh, insanecane 99 Ponder this. What championship teams have our great leadership? Period. I'm quoting this. It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody in this building to a hashtag Lombardi standard, period. Hashtag losing sucks. That was at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. And then at 8.24 p.m., quote, the Packers have informed me that they're letting me go. Hashtag thanks Twitter, and there is spelled T-H-E-R-E. Not they are, but there. Winston Moss, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, Winston Moss's Twitter name is Insane Kane, did you say? <laughs> Insane Kane 99. Okay. I thought when you first said that, I thought you were like quoting a reply to the tweet over no! someone else. Just one, uh, one, someone on your, your timeline that you follow, like a friend or something, and then... I mean, I'm I not going to lie. When I first saw that, that he, he tweeted and said, you know, the Packers are for me. They're letting me go. I honestly thought it was a fake account. I thought with the, the handle that he oh, right. had that everything, <laughs> I thought it was just a fake account. I was like, oh, somebody's got a good one. It's a, it's a trending right now. And then it kind of looked like, oh, that's who's going to make a fake Winston Moss account? <laughs> right. <laughs> You never know. People get bored. It's True. A it's a winter in Green Bay. I mean, come on. It wouldn't shock me if somebody made a fake Winston Moss account. Yes, it would. But yeah, yes, I it mean, would. <laughs> this is, he, like, he wanted out. You could tell. He's I don't know why, but he's apparently been unhappy as a coach for the Green Bay Packers for a long time. Uh, his famous tirade over the summer. Um, um, I'd say good riddance. Good for, for Joe Feldman. Uh, realizing, you know, I don't want this on my team. I'm the head coach for the next four games. I don't want to deal with this guy. If he's going to be this negative, see you later. And so, you know, for me, I say good riddance, good move by Philbin, and you kind of you know, wash your hands, move on. Can we uh, can we talk a little bit about something that I saw on Twitter, too? It seems like we always see things on Twitter that sparks conversation. But how much, in your opinion, is this season – on Aaron Rodgers, if at all? Or is this all McCarthy's doing paired with some of the bad coaching, bad decision-making? Does Aaron Rodgers have anything to blame for how this season's turned out and then ultimately McCarthy leaving? I, I think he does. I mean, I think it's it's not a small percentage of the blame either, but we're holding Aaron Rodgers to, you know, the, the standard of his play over the last four or five years, which has been some of the best quarterback play in the history of the game. You know, Jared Goff and Pat Mahomes this year, notwithstanding. Uh, and and he just hasn't been able to maintain that standard for whatever reason, whether it's the knee, whether it's the offense, whether it's uh, the reluctance to go to Aaron Jones earlier in the season, uh, whether it's the young wide receiving core, the absence of Jordy Nelson, uh, the inefficiency of Jimmy Graham. I mean, here I am making excuses for him, uh, but he has not played well at all, Steve. I don't think there's any debate about that at all. No, there's no debate. And he absolutely deserves, you know, to be credited with Mark McCarthy's firing. I think that <laughs> it, 
look, he, as you said, he hasn't played up to the standards that he, that we normally expect. And, you know, you hear all these rumblings now coming out of, you know, McCarthy would call a play and Rogers would be in the huddle and he would say the play and roll his eyes at the same time while saying it, because they just, they, they haven't, they seem like they haven't been on the same page uh, for the last several years. It just kind of, it seems like it was enough time, but yeah, he absolutely, him and like coaches, players, they all contributed into Mike McCarthy's firing because they weren't performing the way they needed to perform. So when that happens, heads roll. And at this point, there was nobody else. They just invested all the time and money into Rodgers. So McCarthy's the guy who's got to go. Yeah, there's no doubt that Rodgers hasn't been playing well, but and I don't think that he has much to blame, though, because even even playing as poorly as he has, and like Josh mentioned, that's you know hard to gauge because of his standards over the last couple of years. He's still better than majority of the NFL, and you need someone that can you know take him to the playoffs and beyond. So I don't know. I just don't you know, like like everyone thinks McCarthy wasn't a good fit. Um, I surprised this didn't happen earlier. Um, I'm surprised it didn't happen last year. So maybe uh, maybe Rodgers can get some steam under him and, and finish this year out strong and look promising going into next year. Well, that would certainly be nice. I mean, I think that uh, whoever the next head coach is, and, and this was covered on ESPN too when I saw this, that uh, apparently Rodgers is not going to be part of the uh, faction, if you will, uh, to pick the new head coach. This is uh, from ESPN. Uh, Mark Murphy, quoting, I don't know why I always want to call him Mike Murphy. I apologize. Mark (laughs) Murphy, quoting here on ESPN, obviously, if I could scroll here if I'm running too many apps here at the same time, obviously he's free to provide input and talk to us, but he's not going to be a part of the process. The other thing I would say, I've got like the newsy voice going on here from like the 1920s. (laughs) The other thing I would say, and with no pot at all in the decision to move on from Mike. So apparently he's like, yeah, Rodgers is not the reason we fired Mike McCarthy, uh, where we think it's very much uh, intertwined at the very least. But, uh, Steve, do you think he should have a voice in who this next coach is, or do you think this could be a – I want to hear your answer first, and then and then Trev also, and then I'll, I'll give my thought on the end. But wh- what do you think of that, Steve? No, no, hell no. He does not need to be making choices when it comes to players. He does not need to be making choices when it comes to coaches. If anything, he needs to be out on the field practicing how to throw a football because that is what he needs to be focused on 100%. He does not need to worry about the coach. They have high-quality people to make those choices. He's not a GM. He is not a president of the Green Bay Packers. He is the quarterback. He needs to play like it. I mean, he is setting guys up to be in failing positions like by not being accurate with the ball. So he needs to be on the practice field. Um, he needs to be doing whatever else he needs to be doing, studying film, all of those things. He has to, He has little to nothing to do with finding the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers. See, I say yes. I think he should be. Well, not not a lot. I, and I think he should have some input because I look at other players in other sports, um, like the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis had a say in, in bringing on their new coach. He didn't get along with Jason Kidd. 
and they're they're doing right. fine. Um, I just this is not the end for Aaron Rodgers. You still have a couple more, several more years, hopefully, with him. And while you have him, your your number one priority is making the playoffs and making another run at a Super Bowl. And you need to be bringing in someone that he is a hundred percent on board with, that he has no skepticism or second guesses on. So, I mean, yes, he does need to play better, and it shouldn't be his top priority. But I do think that when they're making a decision, they should weigh in his opinion. See, I would just say my my thought behind that is that, you know what, he seems like he's had enough of a say as to who the coach is right now. And I don't like the person that he is when he has that influence. He is a pompous, arrogant jerk kind of on the field. You can see it all of the time. The facial expression. He has been a moody little shit. You're right. You're right. He has. He has, but I think that's because he does not like the coaching staff that he had around him. So he goes out there with this nonchalant attitude. But you are set up to fail. He's being set up to fail. He's not being set up to fail because he is changing plays and he is running around making plays because that's what he does. He doesn't trust the system and he's not buying in. So if he's not buying in, like he has nobody else to blame but himself. He, He doesn't like the calls, so he's not running with the calls. So if you bring in someone that he doesn't agree with, he's going to be doing the same thing. There's no way around it. And yes, that's not right of him to do, but it's like you can't but, you look, can't ignore you, that. I'm, but I'm going to go ahead and say Mark Murphy, Brian Gutekunst, they're going to be smart enough to bring somebody in who's not just going to completely yeah. disagree with Roger. They're going to be right. smart enough to find guys that they know will mesh with him. So that's why I'm saying they're they're smart enough to make that decision he doesn't need to be part of it. You need to be able to trust the guys that you have in place to make a right decision and not have Rodgers make that decision. The parallel I would think of of here is uh, Matthew Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter. That was a decision made for Matthew Stafford's comfort. They Patricia came in, they cleaned out that entire staff, and they left Cooter there, Jim Bob Cooter, so he could be buddies with Matt Stafford that offense is floundered. That defense hasn't been that great either. And I know it's year one, but that has not done them any favors. That has not earned them any more production on the field. So I think input is great. I think if he wants to call and be like, hey, heard about this. How did this go? You know, I don't think he needs input. You know, when the season's over, like he's not going to be reviewing head coaching candidates. He's going to go and shoot another State Farm commercial. Like it's it's not his priority, uh, as Steve said. I think you should have some input, Trev, and I think you're right that uh, the cycle could repeat itself. But the Packers have paid him a lot of money to make sure that doesn't happen. And that's the only point that I would bring up to that. I like I like the back and forth. You guys getting at it. Getting nasty. <laughs> I like that. Let me um, – if you had one guy you could bring in, you had to bring in. So, like, if you're in the room, Mark Murphy points at you, Perhatch, give me a guy to bring in here. Who's, who's the guy you're going to name for Mark Murphy? I, see, this is the problem. Is like, I don't, I don't have enough to say who should be the next head coach. I don't like a guy enough. There's nobody out there for me that I would say this is the slam dunk. This is the guy you have to have. Um, I mean, everybody for me has has these holes that. I mean, yep. the same thing when you were hiring Mike McCarthy. Nobody knew that he was going to be a good head coach. You, I mean, he was running an unsuccessful offense in San Francisco. Right. So how did you know? I mean, it's one of the worst in history, as a matter of fact. Exactly. So, you know, for me, I like some of the names out there. There are definitely – I could give you more names I don't want to see. I know it was a joke, but I saw somebody 
like put Jeff Fisher in a green and gold jacket. And it made me want to, it, it made me want to burn down Lambo. Like I before that happens, I will burn Lambo to the ground before Jeff Fisher is the next head coach. And so I mean, I'll go the opposite way. Trav can give you a name he likes. That's just the name that I completely hate. Uh, who else are we who else are we throwing around? But Urban yeah. Meyer. Does there oh, <laughs> Does anybody have a guy that they would like want to sell? Barry Alvarez. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm I'm all on the Lincoln Riley train. Although I don't think that it's going to happen. But if it were me, I would sell all out to try and get him. Okay. So, all right. I don't really have anybody in particular that I want. I mean, I think there's there's no there's nobody right now that I would say is a slam dunk hire of like, you get this guy, he's going to turn your team around. It's just going to happen. Like there's so much when you're hiring a head coach, there's so much unknown of, can he handle a, a, a team? Like everybody's on Josh McDaniels, but I mean, his first right. stint was awful in Denver. And yes. I mean, I get it. Seen I, lot, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people say they wouldn't want McDaniels too, just because of that. And then I've also seen a lot of people say they wanted Bruce Arians, but Arians says he wouldn't take the job right. or wouldn't want the job. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think a bigger thing for me to want to talk about would be everybody complaining about the power structure. Like, why is Mark Murphy the one in charge of hiring, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, they, they set up this structure. He set it up like this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And now because they fired the head coach, you want to switch the whole power structure around? Doesn't quite make sense. But it's also a structure that, you know, Andy Reid reports to – uh, he does not report through the GM to the ownership. Like yeah. he reports straight to. It's it's something. Whichever, it's just, it's yeah, a Clark little Hunt, bit. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different, and people don't like different. It should be the way that it's always been. But I mean, you look around the league, and I mean, there, there's plenty of coaches that report to the GM where they get canned because they didn't work out. It doesn't. That's not. That's not the important part. The important part is that the coach knows what he's doing. Right. All right, there is a um, – this was in Chicago Tribune. There is a Bears season ticket holder who is a Packers fan. And the Bears offer a perk to season ticket holders where they can go down to the sidelines and watch warm-ups. Wasn't this last year? This is last year, but this is this suit is still going on. And he has filed uh, – I want to make sure I get the, the legal verbiage right. I think it's a restraining order. An injunction, that's what I was looking for, to prevent the Bears from keeping him off the sidelines. So basically all the season ticket holders get to go down to the field to watch warm-ups, but they're not letting him go because he's wearing Packers shit. And they kicked him wow. out, and he's like, well, I'm going to sue you. And this has been going on for a couple years now. The guy's 56 years old. He's going to die before this lawsuit's resolved. <laughs> but he wants to wear his Packers. This is like... This is almost like Marlins. Why does a Packer fan have Bears season tickets? Do you have a, Do you have a blazing hot take on that? Or is this? Is he let looking wa- for? Is he, let he, him watch warm ups and wear whatever he wants to wear. Yeah, isn't this almost more trouble than it's worth? Yeah, I mean, you're getting money for season tickets. Like, I, I I don't understand. I mean, I understand that there's a rivalry between the Bears and the Packers. This is just beyond dumb. I that's mean, that's like when. That's like when the Brewers made that Wisconsin only sale, but then there were Cubs fans who lived in Wisconsin that bought tickets. That'd be like if them them saying they can't come to the game. You can't come to the game if you bought those tickets wearing Cubs gear. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You have they have your money. Yeah. You should be able to, to 
enjoy the perks that yeah. come with it. Um, tweet at us, tweet at the podcast at Packaday Podcast, or myself at Trev underscore knows. We got Per Hatch, ESPN, and then Josh Zirkel. Got that right that time. All right, no. until next time. Thanks for listening. Well, the frustrating thing, you know, I think this year, as much as any other year, is, is uh, you know, some of the stuff that came out about him and I's relationship. Um, and as I told you, you all here many times on Wednesdays, um, you know, we've met more this year than, than any other year. Spent a lot of time on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays. And, you know, a lot of that is about the game plan and about the stuff that we like or don't like. But a lot of that's just talking about life.